0: Hello, how are you? Very good, very good. And we're finally back together.
1: Yeah, it has been. We've had a couple of uh, absences across the last month. I blame August. Yeah, it's it's it, uh, it, yes. it's summertime, so it's yeah, and it's, it's very very hot all around. Yeah, actually, the one the one that we missed a few weeks back was because I had the flu or a cold or something, and it was very annoying. Sniffling and coughing while the the sunshine was out, so I'm I'm glad I'm over that. Do you have like air conditioning? We no. Uh, this is this is one of the things on on Twitter that the the Americans the burgers make fun of Europe and and the UK for is not having air conditioning. We don't. We have windows. Yeah, windows is nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: No, I mean, it's at least now here, here, like uh, if you don't have air conditioning, you will die in like, I don't know, 20 minutes. Yeah. It gets very hot, right? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, like it moving from an air conditioning to, to the car with air conditioning to some place, like it's all, it's all a bit running between air conditioned space.
1: Yeah. Here, here, if it gets like above 35, it becomes a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh my
0: God. Yeah, no, I mean, anyway. So uh, at least we're back. Um, And uh, today we have uh, all kinds of topics, actually, Um, some of them related to Beam, some of them related to other fun things or less fun things that happened around crypto. Yeah. Um, So we will get to Beam updates uh, soon, like a few people join in. But um, uh,
1: what are your thoughts about the Shibarium breach? i think it was i mean like obviously i feel sorry for anyone that lost money but at the same time it's kind of funny uh (laughs) they'd been like talking about this layer two that they were launching for a long time and like shibarium is obviously uh based on a dog token i don't even know which dog token it is actually i don't know if it was like a shib or bone or I don't think it was Doge, but one of these. And they launched it, and the bridge is broken, and it's like a one-way bridge that you can't kind of unbridge from, and, and all your money's is lost. Oh, man.
0: So I, I have kind of two things related to this. Like One is this new term that I picked up, kind of an abbreviation, yeah. and it's JOMO. You know what? There is FOMO, like fear of missing out so jomo is exactly the opposite it's
1: the joy of missing out this is good i like this
0: yeah it's like one of these things when you say oh how happy am i not to be in this
1: yeah and and uh, yeah i i have a, a a very good feeling of jomo because i i often do do strange stuff like bridging to base and buying bold or bridging to shibarium and, and doing stuff uh but i i think i miss the whole thing and that's sleeping or something so i was very joyous upon waking yeah i mean sometimes you know you you
0: miss something and you say i'm glad i did yeah and it
1: can and it can go very quickly from fomo to jomo as well usually usually does yeah in crypto so the other thought and it's something
0: that i mean it's a little bit kind of fecky and geeky what i'm going to say but it's something that i've been experiencing for a very long time Uh, and not just in crypto and not just in bim but like across many kind of companies and projects that i saw throughout my lengthy career like there is crazy little regard for quality assurance proper testing you know because i mean it's my opinion like yes there are bugs and issues and hacks that happen and yeah I, i understand it it, it can happen, right? But I saw a lot of organizations that just say, oh, we don't need QA. We don't need to test anything. The developers will test it. Uh, you know, the users will test it, whatever. And I feel that uh, kind of throughout the industry, and especially in crypto, where, you know, people are rushing to release everything quickly and, and all that. So the, the att- attention to quality of what you are actually doing is so bad and it's so kind of surprising because... In crypto especially there are like huge amounts of money involved in, in, and you know i mean it, it's it's really I, I don't know what to call it like it, it's really unprofessional and i'm i'm really worried about the quality of you know code all around crypto today especially because uh you know projects copy uh you know smart contracts all the time from other projects and then they modify it and if there is a bug in one project it spreads around to many ones so for example uh like every time there is some issue discovered like with the key generation that was recently discovered in older uh lib bitcoin uh code uh and like uh there, there was um, another bug discovered in the compiler uh in the solidity compiler so uh, every time something like that happens you immediately see like huge amounts of projects that are affected by these issues because they all kind of reuse uh similar code patterns and they copy you know from each other since everything is open
1: source so it's especially bad, right, in this situation. Absolutely. And it's like surprising that there's such like th- such an issue given that like everything's money. Like yeah. obviously like a lot of it's not perfect money by any any sense of the, the name, but it it's has value, arguably. <laughs> like it's convertible to stuff that is worth something and, and this kind of stuff. So it's always surprising this like very nonchalant lack of mm-hmm. lack of care and 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 that made me think of something like not only is our like protocols or apps and stuff sharing a lot of the the same like underlying smart contract code and this kind of thing but even blockchains as well um and and sometimes both like the the curve attack that i think we talked about mm-hmm. that long ago And I I can't remember the full details. It's just kind of come to my mind at the moment. But I think someone, like, did a replay attack on the F-PAL. So not, like, ETC, but the the one that came after the proof of stake. Mm -hmm. And they did a replay attack or something, attack to curve on the F-PAL chain. Uh, And and I, I think that they made, like, more money than the, the attacker on the, the main chain or something like that. No, so I thought, Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, it, it's crazy.
0: No, I mean, like, yeah, so like, it's one thing to kind of uh, find uh, some obscure issue that was difficult to detect, like it happens, like it can happen. But when you are just playing, you're just not testing what you're doing in crypto, I think it's borderline criminal.
1: Yeah. and And like a bridge where the issue is like not being able to unlock any of the funds sent to the bridge like this is not, not it's a more issue it's like what yeah 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 sometimes it's just too much speaking of criminal
0: uh, so sbf is uh in jail somehow after all the kind of uh different uh weird decisions that were made like you no know, charges added charges dropped uh, and then eventually he was taken into custody because apparently what happened is that he uh, was violating his parole conditions so he was supposed to be at house arrest but instead he was constantly talking to reporters yeah the leaking all kind of personal diaries of his former girlfriend and all that weird kind of stuff yeah uh yeah so so now they just you know put him in jail um which is i don't know so the, the the trial actually starts in october i think it's like beginning of october okay. it's scheduled. yeah so everybody on oh, these uh, uh youtube channels like coffee villa who, like, who specialize in scammers and exposing them and all that they're anxiously waiting this moment to to look what's going to happen
1: yeah and i like i don't follow many large financial crime like uh, lawsuits but i assume it will take like a very long period of time for it, for it to kind of go through everything so i'm i'm subscribed to
0: Hope coffeezilla youtube channel and uh, he's doing a good job and his production quality is very is very good so his videos are well well made and fun to watch um yeah but uh, it's not like I, I really follow these stories they just keep popping up like the fact for example that uh, uh donald trump out of all people Turned out to
1: be huge Ethereum whale. Yeah, very, very long Ethereum and and it doesn't hold anything else at, or like very small amounts of 50 cents and yeah. USDC or something. I thought that was quite funny.
0: Yeah, it's surprising for many reasons. One of those is because he was not known as big kind of proponent of crypto in general. Yeah. Uh and uh today I saw a funny tweet from Arkham Intelligence, uh, our o- old friends that said, oh, we have uh, the anonymized old Donald Trump wallet, so now you can see all of his holdings on Arkham Intelligence platform. So if you are really interested to know what he's holding, uh, they have it. Yeah.
1: yeah, so. That was pretty funny. Like, n- not only is the Ethereum whale, he's also the former president of the United States, and if I'm not mistaken, an NFT founder. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, there's a lot of titles yeah exactly
0: okay. i mean yeah so so that happened um so another story which is actually not from this week it's actually i think from last week maybe even before that uh the launch of the um paypal table plan.
1: oh yeah this the, yeah I, I actually i didn't read too much about it but this was last week or the week before or something like that yeah so what happened is that
0: PayPal, as we know, a very large, uh, kind of payment company with millions of users around the world, they joined forces with Paxos. Uh, Paxos was previously operating the Binance stablecoin and they had their own Paxos bolt like coin. Yeah. So they, uh, launched, uh, this, uh, you know, it's called, I think, PiUSD. I, I call it PSYUSD, right? Because it's all kind of weird silos. Um And uh, the reason like I find it interesting is because, so it's one thing to have people go into crypto and use like USDT and USDC, and these are like more kind of crypto native projects. but PayPal is uh, uh, mostly users who are not into crypto or not familiar with blockchains. And I'm really interested, uh, and and by the way, this this is launched on Ethereum. So, right, it's not like a private blockchain or something. It's launched on Ethereum. And I'm really interested to see the reaction When they find out like, uh, how little privacy they have when they use this statement.
1: Yeah, this, it, I, yeah, this always blows my mind. The like lack of understanding, uh, about like the lack of privacy and this came up like in a, in a conversation I had the other day with some guys that are like, they like buying art and this kind of stuff and we we're talking about NFTs and and someone had shared with them like an NFT but they'd kind of blocked out the number and didn't say like which exact NFT it was and they're like why did why did they do that and i see it like <laughs> they probably don't want you to to see all of the other stuff that they've bought and NFTs that have they've bought and sold and this kind of stuff like it, it really I, I mean, it opens up everything that you've done on at least that wallet, but also everything you've interacted with. And, and like, they understood, like, oh, it makes sense that they didn't want to say it then. But I was very surprised that, like, the, the concept of not having any privacy is just foreign to many people, even those that are using it. Exactly. So, I, I mean uh i'm not even sure you know most people are
0: aware of what it means to be using a, a coin or any token on cerium and yeah. that a couple of days ago uh, i did an interview with uh, uh joel venezuela uh the guy from twitter and uh, it's going to be released somewhere in the beginning of september this this interview that we did but when we talked about it we we talked about like probably was going to happen first is that people uh will you know uh, just basically start tracking what other people from paypal are doing with this coin and what they're buying and all this kind of stuff and then like "Mm, interesting so that's what you're buying on paypal i mean you know like it's probably not going to start with something major but there will be I, i i'm sure there will be a lot of funny stories of people suddenly discovering what is being bought and sold through paypal you know all, all around by the way PayPal is also used for kind of you know money transfers and you know more serious payments so i wonder what will happen with that uh once it's all traceable and on chain so it's going to be very interesting to to see
1: yeah and i and i asked you but i guess that my my thinking or question is given that it's like paxos and this kind of thing it will be similar to, like, the BUSD that they helped Binance with and, and therefore, like, very centralized or have or at least the ability to blacklist and this kind of thing, yeah? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely,
0: yeah. It's going to be completely, you know, controlled uh, all around, right? So, basically, blocking, blacklisting, everything will, will happen, Uh, but uh, even for users' work and kind of within, you know, the... the the law, uh, it will still be interesting to see like, uh, how much information is actually leaked after all that, and what will be the reaction of uh, PayPal users once they find
1: out. Yeah, true. Because I- I've always, like, PayPal is very popular in Sony. I've found it like something that I would... One
0: second, one second, you disappear it's your voice, okay.
1: Good. I'm doing, I'm doing that thing where I hold the microphone with my hand and, and then mm-hmm. try and talk into it yeah which isn't the most effective um <laughs> i was saying well oh I've, I've never really used paypal and it's always been one of those ones that kind of scares me to use and i guess the main reason is like i don't know because i have no like firsthand experience but it seemed rife with like chargeback fraud and, and this kind of thing um, I actually don't know, like I used PayPal a few times,
0: but, uh, not too many, so I'm not really sure, uh, about that. Um, but I know that once, um, <laughs> once I needed to pay someone, uh, for like one small thing abroad, like some design that I, I wanted made, And, uh, then it was like, how can I pay you? And like, uh, oh, PayPal. And then I'm like trying to register and like, it asks a lot of questions and then it's like, no, nope, I'm, I can't, you know, I cannot send money to disperse or something like that and i like screw that i will just use ethereum you know metamask five seconds boom that's it right i you know the payment is, is done so uh there is always like a lot of conditions of what how much you can pay to which country to which person for what reason like there is shitload of uh, things that you need to kind of know before it didn't work So yeah uh not, not really
1: uh you know convenient way of paying people all around it true and and like i guess very similar with like traditional banks and, and this kind of stuff <laughs> no that's that's even worse
0: yeah i know yeah. Uh, yeah um yeah so um what else we have uh did you saw some friends
1: on friend friends tech i i i joined it i think i joined it uh i joined it and i played around with it uh and it's kind of fun and interesting
0: does it only work on mobile? Like, do you need to.
1: It, it, some, at least like the first day when I played around with it, it kind of worked on mobile. Like, it, I guess they had a an influx of people trying to use it, and their servers were maybe like overwhelmed a little bit. So it was kind of buggy. Um, but it's kind of an interesting topic, uh, interesting, like a little project. It is kind of similar if if anyone remembers the BitCloud that launched like oh two or three or four years ago now. Uh and it's all about like social tokens. So if you sign up there'll be a Alex token or an Angus token or uh this kind of thing and, and people can buy and sell your kind of personal token. I don't know exactly like how the economics of it work, but I think like the the people who are the name behind the token get like a kickback from volume i guess i don't know (laughs) uh but but the the really interesting thing that i or, or at least what i thought was interesting about it firstly like it's a very pure form of speculation like there's no project behind it there's no there's there's nothing behind it it's just a Token with the person's name, uh, and I thought that that was kind of interesting. And in a similar sense, that I found BitClout kind of kind of interesting. But the the other thing was like, uh, if you buy someone's token, you can join a group where they send messages to everyone, and you can send messages back to them. But only the the like oh, the only the person whose token is can read all of the message. Mm. the like that's, people that that's actually interesting. yeah the people that buy a token they can send a message but it will only be viewable by like the 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 guy who's the guy or girl or or whatever whose token it is so they can read everyone's but you can only read what they write back to you or back to other people um and i thought this was kind of interesting because it like if you have a group chat or something conversation is not so focused and like if we're in someone else's group we might start talking about something totally unrelated and and this kind of thing whereas here it's kind of very focused and centered around this one individual whoever it is and i thought that was kind of fascinating yeah you know it's actually an
0: interesting idea for uh for the hackathon as well because i mean one of the problems that uh uh like when you're using anonymized identity right so yeah. you, you don't exactly know who the person is in a way right and you want to keep it that way you don't want to kind of uh, always expose who you are but at the same time you just kind of want to be uh kind of to prove that you're part of some group or a community without necessarily uh you know exposing your identity directly or something like that so it's it's similar to this idea right so you just you kind of get a token that uh verifies your uh, membership in this community. And then you can participate in the discussions with these specific people, uh, without re- revealing the set we were, yeah. it would be, it would be an interesting concept to try to play with.
1: Absolutely. And I, like, I, I mean, like anonymous message boards and this kind of stuff have been popular mm-hmm. for a really, very long time and, and it will be very interesting. I mean this stuff's very interesting in general for for me and for you and and especially relevant for the hackathon this whole like social aspects and this kind of thing and and what can be done there to play around with like outside of of the normal like make it a decentralized Twitter or make it a decentralized Facebook which I don't find very interesting but these are other kind of concepts and and ideas that can like shift away from from the norm is kind of cool
0: uh no totally and uh, i think it's a good opportunity now that we you know mentioned the hackathon to talk about it just i just want to mention one funny thing before that uh when we've been talking about this friend tech i opened their website and clicked on the privacy policy they have the link below and it says coming soon yeah the i saw that policy, yeah it's coming <laughs> very nice to know that yeah. that's great great uh yeah <laughs> okay so so about the hackathon Um uh, so today is the first kind of official starting point of the hackathon that we announced and uh, uh l- like i would like to kind of explain exactly what it means and what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks and uh first of all um off the bat, i'm going to say that it's probably going to be extended into the beginning of january And initially it was planned to be like only two weeks, but it's very, very likely that it will be a little bit longer. And uh, there are several reasons for that. The first reason is that, yeah, we, we, you know, we had this great idea to make it last two weeks of August. But uh, what we didn't take into account properly is the fact that the second half of August is one of the most uh, kind of uh, vacation-ridden
1: times uh, for many people. Everyone's everyone here is on holiday and school holidays and big summer holiday and we yeah, had very like know, yeah, in Israel, in Israel there are no like if people have children, there are no
0: kindergartens, they're no like it's not that. Um and uh, yeah, so so we did get a couple of explicit requests you know, from people who wanted to participate but couldn't because of their vacations, but then we understood that it's probably going to be uh, a, even a bigger issue uh one of the projects that we wanted to build as you know as beam team for the hackathon um like it will require a lot of like work from Vladi, who you know obviously is one of the lead developers and she's also on vacation for next week so yeah like all of that together combined will mean that we'll probably extend the deadline but uh from like things that are going to be happening is that uh we will start rolling out Starting tomorrow i think we'll start rolling out all kinds of ideas and uh you know material and uh uh you know pointing people to various resources about what can be done on beam because as we mentioned several times it's mo- kind of mostly pointed for uh web developers and people who build web applications so basically you don't necessarily need to have like massive knowledge in blockchains or abilities to write smart contracts. To participate and uh so you know that's what we're going to do and we are going to do also uh one or two sessions of kind of tutorials you know basically explaining um you know and showing what what can be developed and how it can be done relatively easily so starting from tomorrow we'll uh you know start publishing these materials and about the ideas for the hackathon so the idea is to combine all of the interesting features of the Nostra protocol, of which there are many, with our beam infrastructure that provides privacy um, and uh, allows to combine kind of the conversational nature of this Nostra protocol with the uh, uh, all kinds of financial operations. And I think one of the first uh, topics that comes to mind is the, uh, this new
1: fashion of uh, Telegram box or trading. Yeah, this has been very like uh, hot kind of winter in recent weeks and months.
0: So I I never used them. Like, uh, did you did you manage like to uh, play with some of them?
1: I've played with a few. Yeah, I've played with Unibar and I think another one called Maestro or, or something like that. And I guess like how I would describe it would be kind of like. I mean, it's it's weird. It's kind of cool, but also it's like terrible UI. I mean, you're using those weird, clunky Telegram button kind of things and you're trying to buy tokens. I think that it, well, the, all I did with it was buy some stuff on, on uh, Ethereum mainnet or on Uniswap or, or wherever it was coming from. And it's like a custodial option run within Telegram. And I guess like, if you've ever tried to use uh Uniswap on mobile, like the mobile MetaMask, it mm-hmm. is very, very clunky. And like, you you almost can't use it because it just doesn't work. Or then your transaction doesn't go through because you didn't put enough gas and then you can't cancel it and this kind of stuff. And this kind of abstracts away a lot of the complexity and, and gives some good like features on top. Like you can have, private transactions not private Mm. but like uh in the mempool they Mm -hmm. will be private so you can't get kind of front run or sandwiched and this kind of stuff um Mm. and so it makes it kind of easier in this sense than if you're on a mobile uh, and they charge a fee for the service and it's all custodial and this kind of stuff but like in the background they're utilizing Uniswap and, and decentralized exchanges and I thought so that this was kind of
0: quite interesting. You, you need to deposit funds to some account like before you can start
1: using it right so it's like yeah uh, it will money. generate a wallet and and mm-hmm. I don't know I have no idea how they handle like any of the private key security or anything like that and I, I don't even want to think. Um, <laughs> So it's, it's all like custodial and, and, and this kind of stuff.
0: So one of the obvious like advantages of something that we will build on being will be that, uh, at least kind of, you know, it will not be custodial. It will be your funds in your wallet. Yeah. Um, but I do understand the advantages that they're providing in the, uh, kind of the speed of execution that, you know, you, you click something and then obviously since you don't need to prove anything further. Sure. uh it happens faster um i'm not sure about this kind of private mempools because you know it really depends on how this mempool is handled right so it can be very good but it also can be very unpredictable i would think uh but like uh this is one of the things that i uh i totally believe will be kind of very interesting to to implement on being because uh one of the advantages is that you have access, like, between the wallet and all the APIs that are provided, you have access to a lot of cool features, right? Like, starting from, like, interaction with decentralized applications that we have, creating all kinds of transactions. So all of that is, uh, uh, you know, just like it is accessible by any decentralized application, it can also be accessible by this uh, Nostra-based bot. But, it's even more interesting to like. Did we have any kind of social features? Like, did you do any kind of interaction with other people once you? while we were
1: trading on Telegram, were it just basically another form of UI? Just another form of UI. Yeah, there's no like social aspect to it other than you're doing it in Telegram. And I guess they have a a Telegram group chat. I don't know. I didn't I didn't join it. think
0: no, that, that's like a, because this is actually will be something that uh, uh, that is interesting. For example, like coordinating all kind of trades, maybe co- copy, copy trading somebody else, like things like that. That can be
1: fun. Yeah. Like kind of yeah.
0: combining
1: these two concepts. Actually, I, this is one thing that I've always wondered why it never took off in crypto. And that's something like uh, eToro. I don't know what it's called. EToro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's like you can copy trade and like the the people I believe the people you're copy trading get like a small percentage and this kind of thing and, and it's a very like social oriented kind of trading place. I actually know a project that's uh currently working on something
0: like that, but I don't know if I'm allowed to to disclose because I think they're uh, not public yet. But yeah, I know I, I know I know a project that's trying to do something like that. Yeah, um, and uh, it's definitely it's definitely an interesting. Uh, so it was very popular uh, for a while in the traditional finance world, right? But yeah. basically, uh, you you look at someone's portfolio and then you try to kind of copy parts of it or like uh, replicate it uh, and and copy trade. But uh, in yeah. crypto, indeed, uh, it, for some reason, like it, it's not popular yet.
1: Yeah, I. I, I now see, not not super related, but I've now seen a few like uh, I I don't have TikTok, but like Instagram, I think I've seen them something like that, short videos of like these financial gurus or whatever, but I saw a couple and I thought it was quite funny, uh, and they were they were essentially like copy trading the. Like congressmen and congresswomen in, in the USA, and this kind of thing. And I thought, ah, oh, that's not like a, maybe not a bad strategy. <laughs> mm. Mm. I mean, after Double all, day, they're writing the right? laws, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coffee trading, Nancy Pelosi. And...
0: Okay. Well, we, we will see how it works out. This is, this yeah. is always. Uh... <laughs> uh... What was it? Uh, a long time ago, I think it was John Oliver, he did this uh he did this kind of uh um episode about how he created like some fake advertisement and then he targeted them to this uh, area in Washington where all the politicians are usually kind of located. Okay. And then he tracked like it was a, an episode about like how easy it is to track people like when they click and stuff like that. Uh uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, uh, so so he did this targeted campaign and then he like caught some politicians clicking on the weird ad that he posted and it was weird. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you, you may be surprised that like you're buying what? You know, like something like that. So be careful. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so this is like one of the ideas that I really would like to see, but there are uh, many more ideas. So first of all, uh, the general kind of, um, general, but the, the, the idea that we obviously, uh, are very focused on combination of messaging systems and kind of privacy because if you look at the regular like old worlds of Facebook Twitter and all those uh, old platforms that are about to die soon uh, you see that the move is exactly in the direction of you know identifying users as much as possible there is I heard some rumors that Twitter is going to add some kind of user verification or identity verification mechanisms yeah. And uh, I don't know, but I did say that too. it's, it's really bad in my opinion. Uh, so, but by the way, uh, just so you know, like the first thing that happens, uh, in countries that are going totalitarian in many ways, and I'm like, obviously, Russia is one of the most kind of obvious examples. Uh, the first thing that happens is that all of the ways of using the the internet anonymously are blocked. Yeah. Uh, every. Uh, you know uh, social network that existed in in russia uh it, there are several uh, like there were several like large networks uh, they all started immediately adding like phone verifications like you have to have a phone number and you cannot get a phone number in many countries without you know a passport or that and then obviously all of the data is leaked directly to the government from the server so i think that uh uh the way that uh, uh, NOSTER today structured is structured, it's very fitting to kind of combine it with privacy and then get all of these uh, combinations between like ability to express your opinions without being immediately identified, and uh, I think it's it's very interesting the topic to explore. Yeah, so NOSTER does support, uh, kind of, there are several, you know, points in the protocol description that are uh, talking about encryption and privacy, so... Uh, all of these can be utilized uh, on top of being blockchain and platform. So this is one thing. Uh, another very good um concept that I really would like to see as well is the idea that I talked about it uh, probably like the last time, uh, of kind of uh supporting the creators, supporting content creators. Yes. yes, I honestly believe that if in YouTube, and I watch a lot of YouTube, so I'm like, you know, that's that's one of the kind of most consumed you know platforms for, for yeah. me uh, uh maybe it means that i'm old i don't know but that's what i do if i had an ability to just click one button and you know donate i don't know several kind of tokens on any blockchain of any kind to the creator i would do that much more often than i do uh, go to patreon which is one of the most popular ways to support creators today and then create an account and then you know donate and then like think whether to do it periodically or monthly or what like so all these things like I don't usually do it periodically because I tend to forget um and then like okay so I watched a few videos and then like I donated something and then like maybe uh I will do it again maybe not but if I had this integration or something integrated with YouTube where I would just say oh yeah that was great I enjoyed it Please, you know I donate something. I think i would do it much more often so i think one of the ideas that uh can work really really uh you know uh, well is uh, creating this uh mechanism for uh, it doesn't have to be just donations or support but all kinds of kind of interactions uh with content creators um by the way i really liked, like that there are several channels that um, so like what they're doing is basically they're creating this uh, tier for 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 patrons right so for people who donate to patreon yeah and uh they they have additional videos that they do not publish on general channels which are only for people who support the channel which is nice okay yeah and just like you mentioned with the with his friend a friend text like you can get more access like you can get i don't know a conversation with a person and because i i honestly have uh you know situations where i would say oh but I, i really like what this person is talking about and i would really like to discuss it with him in some forum. but obviously it's not possible to reach this guy right yeah so i was uh, watching a couple of videos on a youtube channel called White track and uh, uh it's dedicated to all kinds of philosophical topics i don't necessarily agree with all of them but these couple specific videos they were talking about um the gig economy and how it doesn't work because, you know, when the money runs out to kind of expand things and support, uh, you know, basically subsidize expansion, right? Like Uber or WeWork and all of these companies that were based on the idea of growth, growth, growth until they become kind of, you know, de facto standard in the industry, which doesn't necessarily happen. And if they do not reach this situation, what happens is that suddenly uh, your Uber rides become much more expensive because suddenly there is no more money to to subsidize in a way, right? And uh, I really think it's a very interesting topic in the context of Web3 because Web3 kind of solves that, uh, like, you know, I would say. And uh, yeah, I would love to discuss this point, but uh, it, 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 it's difficult. You need to do a lot of, uh, you know, try to reach this person, find how to contact, contact him, kind of... Uh, it's it's a problem. I think it will be very nice if these communities could be created in kind of much more ad hoc way uh, around specific content. So this is also also something I would I would love to see happening in
1: our world. Absolutely. And this I I have a couple of like let me send in the chat real quickly. There's a couple of things that I saw that it would also be worth checking out for anyone looking to build something like that. And one you might have seen it. It's from D-Bank, which is like the uh, portfolio tracker kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a, a product, I guess, it's just called Hi. And people can okay. send you messages, but they have to pay to send you a message. And when you read it, you get the money. And you can kind of like set what hey. price you want to pay the people. What pe- what Sorry, set the price you want people to pay you. So... I'm looking at mine. I have mine set at ten dollars. No one's messaged me, obviously. <laughs> oh, but I, but I, I did. I did. I yeah. realized how much money I saved over the years. <laughs> yeah. I I can create an invoice uh, for for past messages, but I but I did get I did get a message from some project who well, I'm not going to say their name because it's not relevant, but they paid me a dollar to like get me to read a message about their project or protocol or whatever. And I thought that was kind of interesting. It's, I guess, paying to, like, rather than paying an advertiser to put it in front of my face, they're paying me to, to put it in front of my face. So that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's a great idea, and uh, I I will I will read about it. It's
1: very interesting. And the other one that I just shared, I don't actually know what it's about, but it's from that Eric Wall guy who is quite, uh, he's an interesting character, I would say. Um, And I think that that's like a similar kind of idea. You have an NFT and if you own the NFT, you can kind of ask questions or like have an hour of their time or or this Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And this, there was like a very brief period of time (laughs) where these like DAOs were like looks like they might become a thing and it was pretty much like a simp DAO, and like a a dow for the community of a person who the community was a fan of kind of thing um and i don't it never none of them were very interesting and it happened in like the kind of hype bull run of nfts and that kind of thing so it all got a bit crazy and nothing really happened. But I do find the idea of, like, paying people for their time interesting, obviously.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I totally agree because uh, it's like, you know, this uh, kind of... Um, this this whole concept of the epic-driven economy and, uh, uh, you know, I, like... For example, uh, we are all kind of complaining about all the data that's being collected about us, right? Like, a, yeah. and rightfully so. But one of the things that actually happened is that a lot of this data, it's not even used for the purposes that it is collected for. Because what's yeah. happening is that somebody comes and, you know, they... they collect all of the data they can because they never know what kind of data might be useful in the future eventually only a fraction of the data is used for targeting for you know targeted advertising customizations whatever but all the rest of the data that's collected it's stored somewhere and then it's leaked yeah. and it's leaked in many different ways i'm not talking about like hackers in black masks and you know laptops trying to it's just basically lying there somewhere in some database without any you know Kind of use and then the company closes or somebody moves the server or the backup is copied somewhere and then this collected data is just basically uh avail- available to anyone who has access to it for any reason and nobody cares and uh, all of these uh, uh regulations that are trying to protect this data do not apply because you know there is no company anymore so there is no uh uh you know, no, no one to regulate it and it's all kind of you know floating around the uh, darknet not darknet, doesn't matter and when you are getting off this end and driven model so there is no reason there is no reason to collect this data in the first place and it's kind of fighting the the problem from from the other end because when you say okay yes I do want the, the, my data to be protected uh but if you can avoid collecting it in the first place, it also helps a lot <laughs> because then you have much less worries about like where, where it's stored and how it's distributed. Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely paying me for like, I, I, I would gladly pay for kind of more services, uh, obviously not a lot of money, but something, uh, yeah. and get rid of all the ads and the, and everything they bring with them. Right. it's trying to and out of this. Shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so uh, just to kind of wrap up this uh, hackathon uh, uh, theme, like if you have any uh, ideas other than what we have described or maybe expanding of what we have talked about, uh, please do not hesitate to contact us. There is a dedicated hackathon channel on Telegram, but there is also the regular community channel and uh, Twitter. So, you know, any, any way that you... Uh, can kind of uh, communicate with us, it's all welcome, and uh, it's going to be fun. So this is like one point. Um, We do have some questions, so let's get to them before we run out of time as usual.
1: We do. Do you want me to read the questions and you can buy off some answers?
0: Uh, Let me check one second. No, I do have it. I do have it, so so I'll manage. Yeah, so one one is actually not a question, but rather it is an uh, an announcement we had some issues with the old miners channel so we created a new one okay. uh so please rejoin like if you are into mining Beam, please rejoin the at Beam miners and uh, it's the new channel that we have created and now it's all uh fixed um and if you want us to help with translating the wallet in the website you can also uh, uh connect to beam translations both of them are on telegram cool okay so now uh, there is a question uh, which is uh, interesting. Can can it be possible to create a bridge with green, and then oh. basically convert green into being a uh, continental asset and trade it on dex Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, question. It was actually asked on uh, uh, Green Trader channel in Telegram. Okay. Um, so the answer to this question is yes, it's possible, uh, but. Since green does not support smart contracts it's going to be kind of even more centralized if it's possible than than you know than the current beam bridge because there should be some wallet uh like holding the green that you transfer and then releasing it back uh, when we transfer back uh yeah like it's still it's still kind of the same centralized idea but it's even kind of more uh you know it's not even a smart contract that holds the tokens it will be an actual green wallet so, if anyone from green community is interested in operating such a service, you're welcome to reach out. We will help you with the Beam side of things. It's not a problem at all. Uh, and yes, it's definitely possible. You can register a green confidential asset uh, on Beam. We will be very honored and uh, definitely like provide all of the support that we
1: can. Awesome, and and like it would. Just to make sure I'm I'm kind of uh, understanding right, it would almost op- operate a little bit like WBTC on Ethereum. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Exactly like WBTC
0: on Ethereum. In fact. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. So um, the two last questions are about the status of current beam updates. Uh, one is about the addresses. It's uh, it's in the upcoming release that is being delayed because of non-technical reasons uh kind of people you know on vacation not available stuff like that okay. we hope to release it next week uh it's part it's one kind of one of several fixes that we did um this specific one is about creating new sbbs addresses something that uh, was uh, going back and forth you know we, we fixed some things we broke some things, so now it's kind of in between and the second question is about the status of the reverse bridges the same it's currently just waiting for the uh actual deployment everything is ready everything is tested everything is like completely ready to launch and it's just waiting for you know kind of some organizational things to happen and uh, i hope it will also be, be ready next week um so yeah both of these things are on track regarding the other updates so once we are done with the hackathon uh in some sometime in the beginning of uh, September, uh, all of the focus will be uh, around the upcoming hard fork because we have done a lot of work on the EVM support, as you know. Yeah, nice. Uh, and uh, like right now, it's in the status that it's working. Like there is an actual EVM compatible machine running on being able to run serial smart contracts. Uh, and the only thing that we need to do, only thing, there's a lot of work. But what we need to do now is to uh especially two things first of all we need to finish implementing all of the different kind of commands and uh, you know mechanisms that uh, uh, that you have in ethereum virtual machine it's kind of relatively basic now so we need to complete it to be fully compatible and the second part is we need to complete the integration uh with with the bin uh privacy layer right i would say so once you have uh, run the smart contract, the result needs to be stored correctly within the BIM node. So this connection is still work in progress. And then we need to test it, and then we need to do the hard work. Okay. And as as you know, uh, in January next year, we also have uh halving. Yeah. Yeah. So all of these things uh, are going to be kind of, I think, looking at the, the calendar right now, it's going to happen in same, I would say, like months or two. So there will be a fork, and then you know the New Year's, and then we will drink some champagne, and then the Halloween will happen. That's 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 the plan, uh, including the champagne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one one more kind of um, uh, thing that uh, I want to mention, but uh, it's it's really a kind of early work in progress, uh, you know, idea. I would say it's not even a complete idea yet is to do some, uh, I wouldn't call it a rebranding, but I would call it a kind of some, uh, you know, facelift or a change in kind of some visual components around Bing. Uh Not the name, but maybe, you know, something with the logo, something with the colors, like we need to think about it. Uh, just, you know, just to kind of do something new and uh, change, you know, things a little bit. Uh, and, uh, you know, after the next halving, obviously beam is a little bit different. The treasury is no longer, you know, running. So all of the mining reward goes to the miner from, from that point onward, uh, we will complete the switch to EVN, will become a much more, uh, attractive and interesting platform. So it seems like a good idea to do some kind of visual, you know, to add some visual component to that. Uh, as I mentioned, it's very kind of early idea. So uh, let's let's discuss it together as a community and see if if it's a good idea and what we can we can do there. Oh. Yeah. So uh, that's mostly it. Uh, let me check my um, my notes. Yeah, I think we, we covered most of the topics that we wanted to talk about. Um, Yann, yeah, do we have anything else?
1: From my side, let me have a look. No. I think that is everything that we looked to cover. Yeah, that's good. it's been the has sorry. a Yeah, yeah. It's a, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's great to be back.
0: Oh, always, yeah, yeah. Um, I really miss like w- when the space doesn't happen. I'm like, mm, how is wrong. We need to talk about something.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we sorry maybe i missed it and i just wanted to to double check do we know roughly how long the hackathon will be extended for uh so it right now i think it's going to be
0: definitely at least one more week okay cool but maybe even longer because uh we will see uh you know what kind of projects get started and like how much we time we expect them you know to take and uh yeah but at least one week into september i think it's uh, definitely going to be beneficial for everyone yeah agree. cool so it's been great thank you very much and uh, thanks everyone for coming and yeah we'll see you next week and in the meantime we'll talk in the in the telegram and other community
1: and on twitter absolutely have an amazing weekend you too Enjoy. And we'll be back next Thursday, same place, same time. Yeah. All
0: right. Bye for now. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Wait a